Welcome to my testimony and dawn today. <laughs> we have um, one of our best friends from a long time, man. Um, yeah, Jonathan Roll. Jonathan, welcome to my testimony. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Don. Thank you for having me. Praise God. I love being here. Yep, yep. And uh, this this testimony is overdue, man. I mean, we, we you should have been on one of our earlier episodes. I know, seasons, man. I know. I can't can't believe we <laughs> so waited so long to get you on here. But you know what? Yeah. Nothing before it's time when God provides, right? There you go. In, in God's time, I'm yeah. ready. I'm amen, amen. So welcome again, and we're looking forward to this testimony. And um, we know we're all gonna be blessed. Before we get into Jonathan's testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for being here with Jonathan to uh, to hear his testimony. We pray that as he testify, that your Holy Spirit would just be with all of us, that we will be blessed, and that the words that he will um, say to us today will be from you and only from you, and your name will be glorified, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen 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 all right so jonathan let's start the journey let's start yep. the journey from where you were born etc born in miami beach raised in opalaka right there in the miami area mm. um father descended of bahamas mother american halfway trinidad on the other side went to miami union academy grad well, I left Miami Union Academy in the 10th grade, went on to Cedar Lake Academy in Michigan. Mm. They didn't want me in Florida, so they sent me all the way to Michigan. So that wow. just tell you something. And then from there, I went, I went to Oakwood College. Dude, they let, me, they let me leave home at 15. They said, go to school. So that's what happened. Wow. 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 What a journey. So born and raised in the church, huh? Yes. Born, born and raised in the church, got converted on South Beach. That's a long story. I didn't get converted in the church. I was a church attender, but got converted on South Beach. So when they say the angels don't follow you in there, that's not true. Wow. wow. No, no, no. We, we got to visit <laughs> no. that. I didn't know about that. <laughs> no. Tell us about that South what Beach experience. What happened to the South Beach? <laughs> oh, well, 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 basically, I'm like all Adventist kids. Lights. Mm -hmm. loud music mm -hmm. dancing it draws me right. or it drew me mm -hmm. and i always went to church never miss never miss the sabbath always at friday night choir rehearsal always at sabbath school mm -hmm. in 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 church but i went to sleep when i was old enough and this is basically after oakwood okay. uh, when i went to sleep i would go to sleep after church and wake up about sunset or a little bit after because I would go to the club every week. You can, mm -hmm. you can find me at the club every week, but I never went on Sabbath. Okay. So I was an after Sabbath club goer. So, <laughs> so, 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 there, so, so therefore, so there, so there, like, like that's less of a sin, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I wouldn't go on Friday night. 
but I was waiting for sun to go down so I couldn't go on on, on Saturday night going into Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I developed a reputation of going to the club. That's where I found out that I could do all the stuff that I do in the church now. I found out that I could do that actually starting out in the club. Oh, wow. wow. Because when I went to the, you know how it is as an Adventist, we stand out. When we mm. go there, we're not going there to be wallflowers. We're going there to dance the longest, dance the strongest, <laughs> and do whatever do whatever it is. That that's that's just that's just true. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah generally when you when you go to the club, you say, Yeah, they're admins. Look how they're sweating. <laughs> Everybody else has little beads on their forehead, but they are drenched. That's an advent. <laughs> and so that was the world that I got caught up in. And I love going out, but now I just want to say this. I never smoked. I didn't drink. Mm. I didn't curse. I just like the lights, the fast life, the socializing, the dancing. Mm. And go, 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 going there, going there and dancing and everything, it became a part of me and a part of my life to the point where I began to justify that what I was doing was, was right. Mm. Or nothing was wrong with it because I wasn't there on Sabbath. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't cursing. Right. I just maintained that that lifestyle, I could mold it to fit the Christian lifestyle. Really? And that's what I did. It got to the point where I would go to the club and I wouldn't pay to get in. They look out, they say, no, that's J. Roll. You, yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on in. That's and right. that's how, and that's how it was. So. I would I would go, but then because I wouldn't drink, I would get real thirsty, mm -hmm. and I wasn't paying ten dollars for a whole bottle of water. Right. <laughs> so so therefore I would dance and I would dance and do everything I need to do, and I couldn't wait to get back to my car because I had a bottle of water and I would drink it on the way home. Oh wow! But in but 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 in short, it got to a place where uh, I was a pretty good dancer and I could draw girls to me. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this one night, I'm gonna just gonna go right to the night where I was saved. Mm -hmm. This one night, I'm in there dancing. I mean, I'm dancing out. The music is pumping. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dance, my dance swag is on. I mean, uh, I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting on. My dance swag is right. on. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, these girls come up and say, "Can we dance to you?" I said, "Yeah." They say, "You are so cool." And I was like, "Baby, I'm cool." And so we're dancing. We're dancing. All these girls are surrounding me, and for some reason, Don, some reason, Colin, in the midst of that, in the midst of the music, in the midst of the light, in the midst of the smoke, in the midst of the alcohol, mm. everything slowed down wow. to the point where it was trance-like. You've probably seen it on movies where everything else is going fast and the person mm -hmm. is walking things in slow motion, right. and I don't hear the music anymore. Wow. I don't hear the girls talking anymore. I'm watching them and they're moving in slow motion. Wow. And I looked around and said, what am I doing here? Mm. Wow. The next thing I noticed, I was on the street on South Beach, right there on Ocean Drive by myself. I don't remember walking from that spot to outside the club. Mm. And when I look back at the club, now instead of music, it sounds like a, just a bunch of noise. Mm. And I said, God, I'm done. And I walked away and I haven't been back since. Wow, wow, wow.
How, how old were you and, then? How old were you then? Oh man, I think maybe I was about 26 or so. Right. Mm -hmm. So 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 I I mean I had years that I was in the club. I mean that's where I was going. I mean I knew where they were. I knew what was happening. Who was going to be there? And I used my club popularity to not to pay to get in. Mm. And believe it or not, I thought I loved that lifestyle. But ask me how many friends I made at the club. Mm. Ask me how many people I could count on from the club. Wow. And when I looked at the lifestyle, mm. I said, even though I quote unquote didn't smoke, drink, or curse, it netted nothing. Mm. Wow. And God saved me from that. And I thank Him for saving me from that because. Things progressively progressively got worse in the club. And I look back and say, really, what does that have to do with anything? So I said, I'm going to start committing myself fully. I'm really going to be converted to God and Christianity first, mm -hmm. then the Adventist church. Man. Wow. <clears throat> so so what was the, the next step after that? Yeah. Well, the next step after that is that now that I came out of the club, they said, pretty much got to our church. And at this time, about four elders were leaving all at once. Mm. And so I don't know if you know Steve Williams or not, but Steve Steve Williams, he, he attends, um, well, he did attend Mount Pisco. We were sitting side by side. We, saw, we were like, man, all of our elders are leaving. Mm. Like, what are we gonna do? Literally, you're talking out loud to each other, who's going to be our elders? Mm. And an elder sitting in front of us turned around and said, you two are going to be elders. Wow. We're like, I was like, whoa, wow. dude, I was just on South Beach last week. You don't even know. <laughs> right. He said, you're going to be elders. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Mm. I'm like, man, I did not want to be an elder because an elder meant that you had to be holy. Mm. And then you had to go to a church board meeting, which I knew I wouldn't like, and I right. still don't like them to this day. Right, I'm just right, being honest. Right. But I recognize now, even to this day, that it's God's work, so I have to do it regardless of whether I like going to a board meeting or not. Right. And that's where the journey took me. The journey took me to the eldership. They had a major transition at Mount Pisgah, and six elders were in their 20s. And the older elders turned over and said, we're turning this over to you. Wow. We will guide you mm -hmm. along the way. And that's when Mount Pisgah had a major transition. And there became a major youth movement and young adult movement in Mount Pisgah that for Mount Pisgah, it was what was needed. And the generation before us, they stood there and they supported us. They didn't like everything that they did because that was in the era when praise teams first started coming out right. and we brought it. We slid in the drums right. to the church and there, there was praise and worship, things that they weren't accustomed to mm -hmm. and more expression. And they allowed us to cut our teeth, guiding us along the way. And then it got to a point where they said, okay, you guys, you're going to start preaching. Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute. Now, I'm already an elder. Now, don't tell me I have to stand up in front of God's people to preach. And Colin, let me tell you this. So we, I had to pick up Barry Black from the airport one evening. Okay. And I don't, 
And if you, I don't know if you know, all know who Barry Black is. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, we know him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Barry, so I pick him up from the airport and I said to him, I want to learn how to preach. His eyes lit up. Wow. Now, his eyes lit up because you would understand his passion if you have a intimate conversation with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said to him, can you teach me? His eyes lit up even more. His eyes got wider. He tutored me for about an hour and a half. Mm. And that was my class on homiletics. Oh. He says, this is what you will do and this is how you will do it. Mm. And this is how you will progress in it. And do every step that he told me I followed and today I use that method. Wow. Amen. And God has blessed me as a non-pastor. I've been to, just to give an example, the main speaker at Allegheny's camp meeting five times. Mm-hmm. I've been to South Atlantic camp meeting, um, our camp meeting, camp meetings all over, a youth week of prayers. God, God has blessed me. And I'm not bragging, I'm just saying what God will do. Of course, right. And I've spoken for five federations in five different states. Mm -hmm. Because I followed what God's designed for me to do, and he provided Barry Black as a medium Mm. to speak through him to me. And believe it or not, one year at South Atlantic Conference, he was the keynote speaker for the adults, and I was a keynote speaker for the youth. For the youth. Oh, wow. And I was able to go to him and said, I am here because of you, what you shared with me, what you poured into me. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I now am a vessel. I just ask God to use me and I go wherever he asked me to go. Wow. So that's part that's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Man. You know how he, he has a book from he has a book from from the hood to the hill. Yeah. I guess I, I yeah. have one. Yeah. I guess so I got one from from South Beach to the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey! Fine. You That's hear it? Fine. You hear it first here in my testimony. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I know, right? Yep. Wow. Hey. So what That's did you study it. at Oakwood? She, I believe it or not. Okay. I went in as a biology major, mm. okay. but let's say within the first couple of weeks, my professor had a parable that he told the class. He was walking back and forth because I wasn't doing well in biology at this time. Mm. It just, within the first few weeks, but I want, I didn't, it wasn't about the money. I wanted to be a doctor, mm. but it wasn't about the money. I wanted to help people. Right. So I said, well, being a doctor is the best way. So there's a there's a doctor or a professor at Oakwood by the name of um, Dr. Paul. And he, he talked about these guys and he walked back and forth and he says, some of us in here are sheep. Mm-hmm. Some of us are goats. OK. And he kept walking back and forth. Then he stood in front of me and just was simply just then he had his parables. If you are a goat. <laughs> You need to leave. Wow. Oh my. And so I got the hint. <laughs> so so 
So I changed my major. I changed my major. I changed my major to to communications. Okay. Now watch this. Then, then I got, I got to oh, once I got changed my major to communications. I didn't want a minor. So I ran from my advisor for weeks until he finally came to my class and called me and says, you need to come to my office. Right. He says, you need a minor. Okay. I said, well, I can minor in anything. He said, yeah. I said, let me minor in physical education. Okay. Because then I could play all day and get grades. <laughs> <laughs> so my major is communications. <laughs> My, my 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 minor is my minor is um, physical education, and I worked at radio like like Myron. I worked at WLCG. I mean, okay. back then we had this whole hook, and so I would come on the air and say, "Christian radio for today's Christian people." We're ninety point one FM WOCG, mm-hmm. and so we, so we would go there, and so that was our hook. Mm-hmm. Believe believe it or not, now I'm I'm there. Think now I'm still not converted, but I've got I'm I'm doing this. Christian radio station. And believe it or not, I went back to Huntsville to Oakwood alumni many years later, and I was talking in the store, just talking. And this lady comes up to me. She says, I know your voice. Know your voice. Wow. This lady was not Adventist. Oh, wow. She just and this lady, this lady simply said to me, did you ever work at OCG? And I was like, yes. She says, I'm not Adventist, but I remember your voice. I told him, she, I told him, she says, yes. She says, I do know your voice. She says, I'm listening. She hadn't. Been, she didn't convert to Adventism even when I saw her, but she took in the radio station and all the programs. So I, I pray that God led her to the Adventist faith, and wow. first to be a Christian, but then to the Adventist faith. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. awesome. So, so communications, communications and and, um, and PE and PE. Right. <laughs> Very interesting. Look, I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I don't even know how to work this phone I have. My wife hooks up all the art. Matter of fact, my it's radio TV technology. So I'm supposed to know how to do sound and all that stuff. Right. I don't know how to turn anything on. My daughter does everything for me. Okay. So <laughs> right. I've never used it. Oh I've heard uh, your testimony about you um, taking the bar. You wanted to be a lawyer, right? So tell so us about Yes. How would you go from communications to want to be a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Because... When you really don't know what you want to do in life, but you see what your friends are doing, you kind of follow them. In short, what happened? I'm going through the library one day, and there's this dude in there named Pete. So I said, what he's doing? He says, I'm studying for the LSAT. I'm like, what's that? He says, this is a test that you take to go to law school. This is a, a placement test. They see you score and you send off to I said, okay. I said, I want to be a lawyer. Now, I still wanted to help people. So I said, I'll be a civil rights lawyer. Wow. That's what I'll do. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go, start studying for the start studying for the LSAT. As I'm studying for the LSAT, I feel very good. The first time I took it, I took the LSAT at Southern University, our our sister school in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. When I get there, they said, All right, you know how the exam books are tape down, you had to tear them open. They say, you know, you rip the little t- tab open and say, it's time to start. 
So I, I sent up a prayer. I mean, this is the most powerful prayer I've ever sent up. I mean, I am calling on Shekinah glory. I, I am I am calling on everybody to come in. I mean, it is spiritual. Matter of fact, I want to pray for everybody in the room. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to be blessed. Right. You're going to be blessed. Everybody, gonna be, I'm praying for everybody. Mm-hmm. I open my book and exam starts. When I look at my book, I don't see words. Wow. So I'm looking, so I flip to the next page. The next page is blank. The next page is blank. Mm. And I'm like, well, we're, I'm looking at everybody else. They're reading and writing. I'm like, do they see words? I don't see words. So I just colored it in. So I just did the C-A-B thing. Cause I saw it on a movie one time with the fat boys and the rat group back then in the day, they passed and they became police. So I just said C-A-B, C-A-B, C-A-B. <laughs> Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not going to, this is my testimony, but I'm not going to testify about that score I got. <laughs> that was the first time. Wow. Okay. The second time I go home to Miami and I'm taking over the summer and I go to the place. I'm sitting there waiting for everyone to come in. And as I'm sitting for waiting for everyone to come in, it's around test time, but nobody's coming in. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, where's everybody? I am like, I am the first Afro person to be anybody there. I mean, I'm the first. Right. I am here. Right. I showed up to the wrong exam site. Wow. I showed up to the exam site where they take it on Sabbath, and I was supposed to be at the Hebrew Center on the University of Miami's campus. So I missed that test. Right. So now mom has paid for all this money for me to study for the LSAT. Third time I go to take it. In the middle of the exam, there's a bank robbery. Go figure. How many times have you taken a test and there's a bank robbery? (laughs) Have you ever taken a test and there's been a bank robbery before? No. There was a bank robbery. I'm talking about a legit bank robbery. And I'm like, what is going on? So they told us to close our books. They said, this test will not count. We'll refund it. We have to do it again. So I said, Lord, you're telling me something. Mm. I go home. I open the Bible. And it was Moses talking. He said, you have encompassed this mountain. You've encircled this mountain long enough. Mm. Move down northward. And I said, all right, God doesn't want me to be a lawyer. I opened the, the book. Now, guess what? Counseling could pop up. I'm like, I could be a counselor. <laughs> now, this is minutes later. I could be a counselor. Wow. And I received my master's in that. But let me tell you, I walked through that law library at St. Thomas University every, every day wondering why. But I said, Lord, one day you will reveal to me why I'm not an attorney. Mm-hmm. He never revealed it to me until I got married a couple of years later. And I saw my wife, who is an attorney, mm-hmm. doing work and reading. She was, had boxes of books, boxes of files looking for one paragraph. Mm. That would drive me nuts. Right. I can't keep attention for, I don't even know how long you've had. You had my attention for like 15 minutes. This is a record. My <laughs> wife would say, you all are doing a job because I can't stay focused. Right. Wow. wow. And I was like, there was no way in the world that I could have been an attorney. Right. 
So I lived that life. And as I see my wife working, I said, you know what? That was not for me. God knew what he was doing. Mm. And, and I've been in the counseling field ever since. Wow. Tell us about that. This the disappointments, though, when you were trying to be the lawyer and can, things are not working. How did that affect you uh, personally? How did Even you, with your faith journey. Yeah, your faith. Yeah, be, because it, it rocks me because the biology didn't work. Mm. Then I took a major that I knew that I really had no interest in, mm -hmm. but I wanted to be in college. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I go and I say, well, I'll try to be an attorney. And I'm like, man, that's not working. So I professionally, I'm saying, well, Lord, really, what is it that you're going to have me do? Mm -hmm. Everything that I'm trying to do, right. you're saying no to. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I dreamed of. These are the things that I thought you wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was puzzling was I thought I was hearing his voice. I thought I was inspired to do it. It was never about the money. Remember, when I wanted to be a doctor, it was I wanted to help people. Right. But he said, but he said no, that's not the way I want you to help. Mm -hmm. I want to be an attorney. I said, I'll be a civil rights attorney and I'll help people get their civil rights. Mm -hmm. And he says, no. So I'm like, okay, what do you want me to be? I graduated from law. I graduated from grad school with a counseling degree and didn't know what was going to happen next. Wow! But he was leading me. Wow. <laughs> Man, How did you choose counseling you. to begin with, though? I picked counseling because I want to help people. I picked counseling because I thought I was I could be empathized with people as much as I possibly could okay. and be sympathetic with them. Okay. So now. I decided to be a guidance. I have my master's in guidance and counseling. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so where do you go from there? So what happened, what happened there, even for Colin, you probably never heard this. What happened there is this. From there, I go work in a school for two years. Mm. I have a misunderstanding about my teacher's certification exam. I'm just trying to make it short. Mm -hmm. They tell me, but I bought a house at this time. They tell me, they said, you need to go take this exam. I said, they said, look, I said, okay, I'll go take the exam. I didn't have the understanding. I thought I had another time to take it or it could be, but there was a lot of miscommunication. Mm. When I get when I go to register for the exam, they said, well, it's next, it's this Saturday at such and such time. I said, no, I can't do that. I said, I'm Seventh-day Adventist. I can't take the test on Saturday. They said, well, you missed the date for special exemption. Mm. Wow. So, so now I just bought a house. I have not paid, I have not made the first payment on the house yet. Oh my goodness. Mm. And the lady says, well, look, all you have to do is just go put your name on the test exam paper and walk out on Sabbath. On Sabbath. Oh, wow. I said, I can't do that. Right. She says, if you don't do that, mm. you will lose your job. And I simply told her, I'm going to lose my job. Wow. So I refused to go and even put my name on the exam paper on Sabbath. So now that new house that I haven't made the first payment on, I'm about to be unemployed. Mm. 
man, you talk about hard times. I wound up getting a job at a little sports store. And believe it or not, who comes in but one of my friends coming over from the Bahamas to shop? What are you doing working here? Is this your second job? Like, mm. No, this is my only job. And my parents really had to help me out at that time. It was a it was a major struggle. I went for nine months without a job. Wow. So my parents had to pay all my bills for nine months. And I'm just that was hard. Mm. So I go for a job interview with the Broward Sheriff's Office. Okay. I'm in the interview. Have you ever just been in an interview and the Lord just took over your tongue yeah. and you were talking and speaking and you, you like, and you know, you, you're watching your mouth move or you know that your mouth is moving, people watching move, but you're like, this is not me. Right. I have never been this eloquent in my life. Mm. I was using doctoral words. Okay. <laughs> I was using doctoral words. And, and that just wasn't, it just wasn't happening. So I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing. And the, the the committee I'm interviewing for, they're nodding their head, yes, yes. And they got to the point where I got real comfortable. I turned to the side and said, yes. I mean, I'm interviewing the, and now we need to do this. I mean, and then I'm saying, are you all understanding me? This is what's going on. And they say, they say, wow, they say, wow. And then all of a sudden, they, then, then, then this was the killer. They said, because God told me the job was mine. Okay. He said, they said, all right, what you have to do is we like you and we like to offer you the job. Now, it's a split shift and you have to work every other Saturday. Mm. Wow. So now watch, watch my body language. Watch my body language. I said, here I'm nine months out of work. Right. Parents paying for my house. Right. And when I tell them I can't work on Sabbath, they go like this. The whole committee. And I was like, so now I go from this to like, like, come on, y'all, y'all gotta work with me now. Come on, y'all, y'all gotta be Come on, y'all. All of a sudden you're humble now, right? I got home real quick. Maybe we can work this thing. So, so, so watch, so watch this. I leave, I leave there and I literally had my first argument with God. It was not pretty. Mm. I told him exactly how I felt about not getting that job. Right. right. So now I go almost another year without a job because I can't find anything. Now, hold on here. Now watch this. Let me, I'm trying to skip to this part. So a year late, I do find a job, and but I lose it because after four months they cut me. Wow! So I go home and I'm praying, and I read a book from E. E. Cleveland, mm. and it talks about a young boy that, that fell in a well that tried to get out all day on his own, mm -hmm. and he realized he says, "I can't do it on my own." He says, I'm going to pray. And when he gave, in other words, the moral of the story was when he stopped trying on his own mm -hmm. and he went to God, God found a way. Mm -hmm. And when he, 
The young boy prayed. He heard his father's voice at the top of the well. Right after he finished praying, once he gave up, and I said, Lord, I got on my knees and I said, all right, Father, I'm giving this to you. As I was getting up off my knees, the phone rang. Movie stuff. Mm. Hello? She says, hi, my name is Tony. You might not remember me. I had I only heard this lady's voice once. Okay. I said, yeah, last year when I interviewed with the sheriff's office, that was you, right? She said, yeah, wow, how did you remember? I was like, because trust me, I don't even remember a whole lot of stuff. And she said, yes, she says, watch this. She says, now remember, I'm jobless again. Mm -hmm. She says, I've called to offer you the job. Now remember, I need this. But once again, I have to say, I can't work on Sabbath. Right. She said, don't worry. We fixed it so that you won't have to do every you have to do every other Sunday instead of every other Saturday. Will you accept the job? Wow. Wow. I took the job. But hold on, hold on. That's not it. That's not that's not it. Y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. <laughs> the person that took the job a year earlier mm-hmm. was a seventh day Adventist. Oh, wow. What? Wow. Amazing. That Amazing. caused havoc in that place. Wow. My boss and the boss over her don't believe, they believe in a higher power, they don't believe in God. And you know what my boss told me? She says, all during your interview, something kept telling me you were the person. Mm. She said, a voice told me loud and clear you were the person. And you know what she said? I ignored that voice. Mm. And she says, you don't know what I went through because of that. Is God awesome or what? Wow. Wow. And I took that job and I worked there for 19 years. Mm. That is just amazing. Amazing. See, (laughs) man, all all ways is not his ways, man. God's ways. Never, never. Yeah, and when when he has a plan for us, he has a plan for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how I wound up meeting that person. We went out to minister to at a certain place, and there was this Adventist lady that was in front of us, and she was arguing, and oh, it was making us cringe. Like I hope this lady is Adventist. Sure enough, she was Adventist, and she <laughs> said her name, and I said. By any chance, you used to work at the Broward Sheriff's Office in this unit? She says, yeah, that was me. I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> it was the same lady, Adventist lady that took the job that they said had a major attitude. She hadn't overcome, she hadn't overcome her, her attitude yet. She, she, had, she was still struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Like she, and the first time I witnessed her, I saw what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And we were out to minister. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so hope so hopefully now we're, we're not all perfect and I'm not trying to cast like like that but I just I just want to say that I I got a chance to see what was happening right before ministry and, and God God revealed revealed that to me but just let me just say this God eventually got me to where I needed to be because I listened to Him and in four years I doubled the amount that I would have been making with the school board. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So if it wasn't double, it was almost close to double. Right. So I way surpassed where I would have been. Would have been. I'm, matter of fact, he restored the years that the locusts had taken. Yes, yes. Yep. That's, I'm that, telling you. Yep, that's God for you, man. You, 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 nev you never lose with him. Never. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So, um... <clears throat> So tell tell us about um, a little bit of because you you eventually you move from Miami now right you're not in this area anymore so mm -hmm. what, so what are you doing yeah now? what are you doing now what's the next this, okay all right all right seriously Don this is crazy this is this is crazy y'all know I got to go in short my my wife my wife was offered a position here in the Lakeland area I'm up in Bartow Florida now okay she met a lady in 2015. They said, great, one year, let's work together. In and she met her at a seminar. She, she, she met her at a conference where my wife was doing a seminar, a workshop. Mm -hmm. Love my wife's presentation. So the next year, my wife did a seminar and this lady came up to her and said, man, I really would love working. My wife said, oh, you're joking. Mm. She says, no, she says, I would like to, um, you know, like for you to have an interview with, with, with us. Long story short, this this lady, the CEO, brought all the people that would possibly be in that interview to the workshop, and my and they saw my wife and what she could possibly do. My wife did a proposal; she got she got the job. Mm -hmm. So, and I told her, it, it she came to Miami for me, and she gave up everything because she was already an attorney in in Tennessee, so she had to take another bar yeah. and pass another bar in Florida, Florida. and plan for a wedding. So I said, if you do that for me, I said, I'll, I'll move. I'll move as well. You sacrifice, now sacrifice. Right. So the, so the issue is, is that now she moves, but the jobs opportunities up here, I would have been making like forty thousand dollars less. Oh wow! I said, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, can't do that. Our family's really going to be hurting. So for three years, I went back and forth from from Sebring, because we actually live in Sebring now, mm -hmm. to to um, the sheriff's office only, you know, I would go back and forth on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So I work in Miami or in Broward during the week, come up here on the week on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. But the, it was really taking a toll on the family. You know, I, I could see it. Um, let, let me just let me just tell, tell you this. Uh, God truly tested us. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we were under, trying to understand you said that you were going to provide for us mm. but colin i've been through this thing too many times right and by now i'm pro i'm like look god is going to bless but i was expecting him to bless a whole lot sooner mm. long story long story short i had always been in an entry level with the broward sheriff's office but i climbed to the max so you know every salary salary was pretty nice for me mm. All my all my leadership experience came in the church, being an elder, being an elder of the finance committee, all, all all these things. But as far as professionally, I had nothing other than another than entry level. My wife sees a app ad or application on the Tenth Judicial Circuit's website for circuit director for problem solving court. Mm. So now you pray for something, but now I want 
Have you ever prayed for something and then God wants to give it to you and then you sit back and say, oh, no, no, he ain't going to do this. He's not going to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I was like, because in most times, most times it appears that people in state and county positions or even federal, they already have the person that they want in line, exactly. ready to get ready, ready to go. Mm -hmm. There's 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 always somebody that's going to sin. Mm -hmm. They just do it because they they're supposed to make it um, public aware of the position. Mm -hmm. So literally, I come home one. I come, I come home one day, and I get a call on Friday right before I'm getting ready to go up, and the court administration, court administrator called me, Nick Zuxina. He said, "Look, um, he says I heard you apply for a job because I came up and applied for a counselor's position. I even interviewed for it. Okay, on my on my level, and I walked out of the room. I said, I don't think I got that." Hmm. So I'd already interviewed here, but he says, I heard you came and interviewed with us before. I said, yes. He said, but you also filled out the application for the right. He said, why don't you come up and talk to me? Hmm. And I said, okay, I'll come up and talk to you. So if there are any young people, look, when somebody calls you and they say they even want to talk to you and it's not an interview, be at your best. Right. I got my suit, my tablet everything together i tried to look at, and this was not an interview he just wanted to talk to me but i know i knew that that was his first time seeing me right mm -hmm. and i wanted to leave an impression on him mm -hmm. of course i prayed and i said lord you be in the room right and by the time i finished i got turned down for a counselor position but then he offered me to be the director of problem solving court wow wow so he says watch this he says this is not the interview he says, but if you want, he says, here, come back, study over this material, and and we'll, and we'll interview you. Hmm. I came back and interviewed for it. And at the end, he he turned around. He says, does anybody have any questions? Hmm. Everybody said, no. He said, do you want the job? I said, yes. Mm -hmm. I went from being a counselor to a circuit director. I skipped three levels. Is God good? Will God do what he says he will do? Will God come around full circle and help his people? And see, the job, I, if I would have stayed with the school system, let's go back. Mm -hmm. I never would have been turned down to get to the um, Robert Sheriff's office, which sheriff. I was turned down at first to give me the experience to have this job that I'm at now. Wow. That one decision of choosing to keep the Sabbath, that one decision of choosing to serve God has followed me all my life and has been a blessing to me. Amen. And I didn't even know what a circuit director was. Mm. So my wife said, my wife says, you are the circuit director. I said, yeah, I work. She says, well, what county? I says, well, I'm, I work in Polk County. I'm, I'm over the Polk County. She says, no, you don't even understand. You know, Colin, you know, when your wife looks at you, don't look at Don, don't look at Don, just look straight at me. You, when, when your wife gives you that, like, Come on now, you should know that. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I like, know. I know what you're talking about. You, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know. Don is not here, but I'm not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Because I can't say too much. Because my wife might see this interview. If she ever looks at it, sweetheart, I love you so much. You the apple of my eye. God gave you to me. We are soulmates. All right, that's a disclaimer. So she looked at me with the, with that look. And she just simply said this, no, you know, that 
it, we know what it's in it? No. <laughs> See, let me just say something. See, I have a wife and an attorney. Mm. Oh, you understand what I'm talking yeah, about? Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, let let's just let's just go right there. She says, You you are working with three counties. Mm. So just like it would be Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade, she says, that's 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 the area that you preside over. Mm. Wow. And professionally, I had never done it. You know what they use as my professional experience? My eldership. Wow. Wow. And remember when I told you who's going to be elders? You are. You when are I look right. and I see, let me, let me, let me, let me, everybody, everybody, God has the pieces to your life to put them together. Mm -hmm. Listen to me, everybody. Every, and he will piece them and put them together perfectly in sync. And you will see the big picture when he's he's ready to reveal it to you. All of that, Don. That's all I had. I was an entry level counselor, mm -hmm. but because I was elder of the finance committee, because I was first elder, because all all these things happened, and that's how God blessed. And now I sit as the director and have a wonderful staff, wonderful, wonderful assistant, and I, I praise God for it. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yep. It pays. It pays to trust God, man. It does. It pays to trust God. And um, the other thing to that too, Jonathan, is that um, never arrive. We never arrive to that. And never get comfortable and never arrive. And and um, there's always going to be challenges. And you just faced mm -hmm. one uh, recently. You um, you're telling me earlier that you you had COVID. Tell us about that experience. Mm -hmm. Oh man, COVID is real, and I'm a proponent to promote vaccination. It's up to everyone. I understand it, but pray over it. Pray over it. Don't, don't pray over it and educate yourself about it. Yes, I had COVID. I was in the hospital for six days. I was quarantined. I went to the hospital. I thought I was just short of breath. Mm -hmm. Wound up, I had blood clots in my lungs. Wow. I went there on a Sabbath morning. Wow. I have blood clots in my lungs. The doctor was livid. Like, what took you so long to get in? Blood clots and pneumonia. Mm. Wow. They put me on that unit for nine days. But let me tell you, but I told myself, well, you're putting me in the hospital there. I said, I've got to, um, I got to preach later on in the day. They said, you ain't preaching. Hmm. So I said, okay, in, in short, I said, well, when they put me in my room, I said, well, how long before you guys be back? You know, they said about three hours. I said, I was able to preach with them. I, I put a jacket on and I preached you, with COVID. But wait, yeah, wait, 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 back I, up. I, you preach from the hospital bed? Yes. I, I threw my IV on the side because I didn't need oxygen. Mm -hmm. So I threw my, threw my IV to the side. I put, I put it, I put it, put a jacket on and it was really presenting. It was really presenting to some youth. But you know you wound up preaching, so yes, I did do that from 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 the hospital hooked hooked up, wow. and they and all during that time I didn't cough. All during that time, God sustained me, and I I was in there. I was in the hospital with COVID for six six um days, but on the fifth night I had a fibrillation. My heart rate went up to about one sixty. So they couldn't let so they couldn't let me go, and in short, 
they said, look, we're going to have to monitor you. So they sent me to a cardiologist. And so I had to wear a heart monitor for three or three or four weeks mm-hmm. just, to, just to make sure that I was going to have um, a bout with that again. But God delivered me from that. Right. On the day that I was let go from the hospital, 4,000 people died. Wow. But God saw fit that I walked out. Right. Right. On the day that I left those of uh, those four thousand people that died, that was four thousand families that were grieving, mm-hmm. and my family was welcoming me into the home, and we had worship. Mm-hmm. Come on now, come on. I know. Wow. That's nothing but God. Yeah. So He has delivered me. I was on blood thinners and heart medication for ninety days. It, it was extremely my, my, it was extremely tough on, on me. Believe it or not, I was in Advent Health Hospital here in Sebring. I lived down the street from, I could see my family driving past every day with my wife taking my kids to school. I could almost like wave out the window to them. Mm. And it, it was, it was extreme. It was extremely hard, but God, God brought me back, back from that. Right now, I don't have any ill effects of it. And there are many people that are having long-term COVID effects right. um, with breathing and other, other issues that are going on. We don't know the long-term effects of it, but I'm here to tell you as a living testimony that God got me out of that hospital bed. Amen. And because because he did that, I say, Lord, I owe everything to you. Amen. How many times is he going to save my life? How many times is he going to bless me? You know what? It's countless times because that's how much he loves us. Yeah. And for those of you who are watching, that's how much he loves you. He loves you. You have a testimony just like I have a testimony. Yes. I just been blessed to have the stage to be on my testimony to share mine. Amen. Yep. Amen. 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 And uh, I was going. I was going <laughs> to. Funny you're getting into that because I was about to tell you. Um, uh, what advice are you going to give to, especially young people, young men, young men that are growing up? What What would you tell them? I would. I would tell them. I would tell them this. Go back and look at what God said to Adam. Read the beginning so you can know what you're responsible for. Mm. I would tell them also. To continue to seek advice from your seniors that you trust, that you believe have a spiritual connection, and that you must go out, educate yourself through education, whether you go through vocational school, college, military, put yourself in a position to know how to provide and how to be disciplined and how to take care of yourself and how to take care of a woman and how to take care of a family. That that is it. It's not how it's not how what your salary is, because I know I have a friend that's a doctor that had to work seven days a week because his wife spent all the money. Mm-hmm. So he, he was an unhappy doctor. So therefore, it's about providing for you, providing a laugh, providing securities, providing love <clears throat> and sharing and sharing that with somebody, because that's what God has for you to do. Yeah. Amen. 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 Wow. Don. Amazing testimony, man. Um, yeah. do, do you have any more questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> powerful, 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 very powerful. Wow. Jonathan, man, this this was definitely, I, I, as I said before, man, we should have gotten you a long time, long time but um, God knows yeah, and God, God timing is not our timing. So timing. it's nah. perfect to have you on today. We, mm-hmm. we really do appreciate you and and, um, and I know there's more to your testimony, man. I suspect there's going to be a part two, man. This can't be the only one we hear from you. We got to bring you back on. I'm ready and willing. And I thank God for you all and for my testimony coming from you all. 
this is God sent. God work with both of you all. I pray that he continues to bless this ministry that you all have. Amen. 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 Really appreciate it. All right. So, Dawn, pray to take us home. Mighty Father, what an amazing testimony from Jonathan. The way that, as he said, you pieced his life together. And knew exactly what the next step was going to be, but you just took him through a journey that was truly amazing. That when he's able to look back, he can see how you've worked so mightily. So Lord, remind us that we just have to have that little bit of faith in you just to keep going forward because you have an amazing job for us to do too. Mm -hmm. So help us to keep trusting in you and keep connecting with you so we can truly see the plan that you have for our lives. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, John J. Roll, man. J. Roll. <laughs> By the way, that, that J. Roll name, was that from back in the day, man? Where, where did you come up with J. Roll? Um, my parents used to call me. Um, I had a family nickname, then it went to J.J. And then one of my friends said, J. And then that just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And so the last name Roll, so people ask me what's my name, it's just J. Roll. Mm-hmm. I got a cousin they call T Roll. So, okay. and he was, and so he he was my he was my idol. So I said, you know, T Roll, J Roll, I'll keep it, and it, it just stuck. So no matter where I go, it's always J Roll. Yeah, man, pretty cool, man, pretty cool. That's so, nice. and I know um we'll continue praying for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And um, how many yes, kids please. you have? I have two kids. I have a daughter that turned 16 yesterday. That's actually 32, and I have a son that's. I have a son that's thir- that's thirteen. Well, I should say he'll be thirteen soon. Yeah, I got oh, wow. two kids. Oh wow, <laughs> man, time has flown, man. I, man. I remember you. I remember your kids when they were when they were much younger. Mm-hmm. Now they're sixteen yeah. and thirteen already. Wow. So, yeah. So, all regards to your wife, and um, yeah. we'll keep in touch, man, and and uh, we'll keep praying for you and your ministry and and the lives that you're touching, because I know. Yes. God is using you to touch lives all over. Blessings. Blessings.